For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. And welcome in to Golf Bets on Us right here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. The season is coming to a close and it's going to start up right again next week. So there's really no break here on the PGA Tour, but technically the 2020-2021 wraparound year is about to wrap up with the tour championship down there in East Lake Golf Club in Atlanta, Georgia. Cam Rogers with you alongside Bridget Whalen. We have our picks, our betting cards for this week. It's a little bit wonky this week, folks, obviously with these starting strokes. Patrick Cantlay is quote unquote in the lead at 10 under par to kick off this tournament. Tony Finau is at eight under, Bryson at seven, John Rahm at six, and down the line from there. So paying attention to those numbers is critical when throwing your money down this week. And we certainly hope you do so at our friends at Bet Online. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all of the pro and college football action this season. Get all of the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest. Certainly check that out. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of this, folks, especially... Using this super promo, which equals make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, which is the season opener between the Super Bowl champion Bucks and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. So use that promo code when you place your cash down on that Cowboys Buccaneers game. Bet online, of course your online sportsbook experts, the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. We thank them. And of course, throughout the betting cards today, all of the odds are courtesy of Bet Online. And you, of course, can follow us on social media. I'm on Twitter at MrRogers99 and on Instagram at MrRogers98. You can follow along with what I am doing this week in the media sphere, including this very show, along with my Sports Grid TV, Sirius XM appearances. I'll be on Cheddar on Thursday afternoon. I'm really excited about that one. They just launched a betting show every Thursday. So excited to join them. And of course, 
I'll be promoting my card on Wednesday night. So keep an eye out on that. Should I make any changes? We shall see. All right, let's talk about the tour championship. East Lake Golf Club, 7,300 yard par 70. Donald Ross designed golf course. One of the more difficult tracks on the PGA Tour. If you look at the winning scores the last few years, seven under, eight under, 11 under, those sorts of scores. So obviously, we won't have what we saw last week at the BMW Championship when golfers just absolutely went after it at Kays Valley and scored birdies up the wazoo. This tournament will be a little bit more difficult. Obviously, the field is now whittled down to 30 golfers with the starting strokes implemented. So that first started back in 2019. It's been going ever since then. I think it's an interesting wrinkle. I like it. We avoid the awkward tour championship winner and FedEx cup winner who could be different people. Phil and tiger, for instance, that was one pairing at one year. So that is the situation. And just to recap real quick, Bridget, like I said, Cantley is at 10 under par. Finau is at eight. Bryson at seven. Rom at six. Cam Smith at five. And then I'll just say the four under par people, JT, English, Answer, Spieth, Burns. Anybody farther down the line than that, in my opinion, is too far outside to actually win this thing and win the FedEx Cup playoffs. That's just my opinion, but... Bridget, let's talk about it. What do you think about this starting strokes format here with the tour championship? As I mentioned, it started back in 2019. First, I would just like to say, where was my social shout out? Oh my God. For once, Mr. I Rogers? What? Oh, I was like, follow, okay. <laughs> follow Bridget, please, on Twitter and Instagram at Bridget K. Whalen. It's right here in my notes, too. How dare I? It's fine. It's all good. Um, so I initially didn't like uh, the starting strokes, but then as I saw it sort of unfold, I like it. And I'm going to take a little quote straight off of John Rahm. He's starting four shots off the pace. That's one stroke a day. That's totally gettable. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning, hearing this idea where it was like, oh my goodness, like someone's going to have a 10 stroke advantage like that's just how are you going to overcome that like I think until I saw it sort of play out and, and kudos to the tour for being way more progressive than I am um, in the thought process they know what they're doing they knew what they were doing I like it um, I I loved that tiger won the tour championship in 2018 and and he got that putter uh, trophy so I did like the multiple winners in that instance, but I think it's weird. I agree with you. Um, the, the tiger Phil standout is a big one for me. It's just, it, it's weird. Like the winner is the winner in golf. We always have one winner. Why are we going to have two now? So I, I like the semblance of getting back to, if you're the winner, you're the seat, you won the season long race to the FedEx cup and, uh, and, and you're, you're the guy at the end. Yeah, I think the PGA Tour will continue to workshop this, but what we have right now I think is fine. But like I mentioned, this field really gets whittled down to 10 players maximum, in my opinion, who have a legitimate shot at winning the FedEx Cup. Everybody else is sort of playing with house money. The Scotty Schefflers, the Daniel Burgers, the Sergio Garcias of the world who are at one under and even par. It's like, 
all right, no pressure. Let's see what happens. I'll fire at some flag sticks. Maybe I fire a couple of 62s and I get into this thing. Who knows? But I think that's a bit of a far cry. So I guess, do you second that notion, Bridget, that I would say three under the under par and worse is pretty much out of it to win it all? I do at this course. This is a course where you need a complete game. It's it's not like last week at all, which was a total birdie fest. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think maybe the tour championship should be at a course like that. Um, and maybe that's just recency bias of really enjoying the play that I saw last week. It was like, I, it was so fun to watch. I, I love seeing people sink long putts and just hitting good shots. It's why I watch golf. Um, I'm a fan of good play. So again, it, it could be just me coming off of the BMW championship where it was a literal birdie fest that I prefer that, but it is raining in Atlanta. So Eastlake may be a little more gettable this week. Um, it, it might set up easier than it typically does, but I agree with you. It's going to be hard to, to come from that far behind. This is not typically a course where you see people firing um, really low numbers and consistently. And of course, this is all in the context of outright bets this week, sure. folks. And I think that's one thing to sort of monitor here. Also, Bet Online gives you the option to bet outright with the starting strokes and then without the starting strokes. So it just so happens that Bridget and I have selections for both categories. So one obviously is factoring in that whittled down field with the handicapping. The other one is factoring in really just as if everybody is starting at even par and who's playing the best right now or what other logic you may use for that selection. So how exactly did you approach your handicapping, shall we say, this week, Bridget, with such a <laughs> funky tournament? I mean, here's the reality. These are the 30 best golfers right now. Right. And so you have to sort of split hairs a bit. Yeah, I think my obvious choice, I'll just get right into it. Um, I, I'm, I'm going John Rom, and I'm I'm going John Rom as outright with strokes, even though he's four shots off the pace. What I just said, literally, that's one shot a day. Those are the words from his mouth. Um, I think that that's so manageable for uh, for someone like John Rahm, who actually really does make up strokes on the field. Um, I think that this is John Rahm's year for me. He became a major winner. He became a father. Not like those two things like coincide at all, but it's like happy on the course and off the course. I think that he had a lot of not so great moments this year too. Like, honestly, I don't know how he'll ever forget Memorial. That just, to me, that sort of is like the, weirdest thing that I have ever witnessed in in this game in this sport that is bar none the most awkward strange unusual hope it never would have to happen could happen and the way it happened just so weird then the Olympics like the whole thing it it's really been a John Rom year like if you think about how much we've talked about him um over the past I mean I guess even more than a year so he's world number one I like him at Eastlake. I like him this week. I think he's uh, in a good mental state of mind. So he's my guy outright with the strokes. Okay. Uh, I'm going with the Spaniard this week. I don't know if you noticed, Bridget, but after I sent you my first email, I emailed you like two more times with changes. So I hope you're okay if I made some changes. And one of those <laughs> being 
that I am too picking John Rom outright with the starting strokes. Plus 350, I mean, I feel like it's just a Hollywood storybook ending with John Rom winning the FedEx Cup playoffs. And obviously, four shots back is not a problem for somebody like Rom. I think he can certainly make a charge on day one. I'm a little bit worried about Patrick Cantley at 10 under. I don't see him as someone who maybe wants to sit on a lead like this and be talked about as much. I sort of peg him as an under the radar type of guy who likes to strike out of nowhere. And obviously this is not his position. Now he is in pole position one. I could see him fall back a little bit on day one. And then that just brings in Finau and Bryson and Rom into the mix here. And look, plus three, 50 is a pretty good number, in my opinion, for somebody like John Rahm. 10 out of the past 11 winners, by the way, have ranked 15th or better in par four scoring for the year of their victory at the Tour Championship. Rahm is T8 on the PGA Tour in par four scoring. Obviously, East Lake is a par 70. Par four scoring is absolutely critical. And John Rahm has just been elite, Bridget, elite in the past few months. Even after that U.S. Open win, it's like the guy didn't slow down, which is understandable, especially after your breakthrough win on the major stage. And we did not have that with John Rom. So there's no reason for us to go different with this pick because it just makes the most sense. Um, so Rom at plus 350 is a good one for both of us. Before we continue along with our betting cards here, Bridget. I want to give a shout out to one of our new sponsors, Play Action Pools. Folks, exciting news. Our pod is partnering with playactionpools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sports we love most, especially football. You'll be able to get in on the action with our playactionpools.com football pick 'em challenge, which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em at playactionpools.com and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 biggest football games of the week between the NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes completely free. So what do you do? Playactionpools.com. And sign up for the contest, Believe, B-L-E-A-V, Football Pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor, Pick'em, as well as a cool sportsbook-style concept called Build Your Bankroll. Check them out, playactionpools.com. We hope to stick around with them for quite some time. And then, hey, maybe when the Masters comes around, I will use them for our master's game. I'll make sure Believe tweets it out as well, the links to this sort of stuff here at Play Action Pools. Some fantastic work they're doing. All right. So, Bridget, our outright picks with strokes, John Rom plus 350. Without the strokes, so this is when the numbers get a little more inflated as if this was a regular PGA Tour event. Everybody starting at even par. We have different selections here. I will give you the floor. And the name you're about to say is somebody who was on your card last week. 
So I just have to agree with you. I do not see Cantlay doing well this week. And mm. I, he has struggled here. Like that's obviously well documented. He doesn't love Bermuda, but I, besides those things, I totally agree with what you said. Uh, this is an uncomfy position for him and not one that he's used to, in my opinion, like his, um, his track record for holding the lead and then getting it done is like non-existent. Like he's a total underdog and he thrives in that. So I'm picking another underdog and this guy is who I'm going with as my outright without strokes. And it's Cameron Smith. He's the lone Aussie in the, in the field this week. Um, the FedEx cup has never had an Australian winner. I think that he is the type to battle back. So I, I like where he sits. Like I would prefer someone like Cam Smith also not being in a, a Patrick Cantlay position. I think he does better when he has to come from behind and pretty much everyone is coming from behind this week, which is kind of funny. Um, but I, I do like Cam Smith. I think he's playing really well this season. I think that he's the type of guy who could go out and shoot a low number and then back it up with another low number. And I think that that's important for a course like Eastlake. So Cameron Smith is my outright without strokes. Playoff a couple of weeks ago with Tony Finau at the Northern Trust sort of was non-existent last week at the BMW championship, but we'll see what he can do. He thrives in the big events and you had his number down Bridget at what? 25. I had, yeah. Yep. Yep. Sure. Did. 25 to one. Yeah. That's a good number there. Okay. So you're going with cam Smith. I am going with your guy, Justin Thomas, 14 to one. And I talked about par four scoring and how critical it is here at East Lake, Justin Thomas is T8 along with John Rahm on the PGA Tour this year in par four scoring. A pair of runner-up finishes among five top sevens in as many trips for Justin Thomas. That's pretty darn good. He loves no-cut events, and you're starting to see the iron game become elite again. He's top five in this field in terms of strokes gained approach within the last 24 rounds. I think he's a guy that can certainly just blitz all over East Lake and really make a charge. And I like a lot of guys this week in terms of momentum, like Eric Von Royen has been blistering hot. I think Brooks Kepka is very close. I think Rory McIlroy has some value in terms of the outright without the strokes, but I'm going Justin Thomas this week. I know Bridget, you always like that sort of selection. Let's be real. Yeah, I love Justin Thomas. I would love to see him win. I am not really on the Justin Thomas train currently, so we shall see how you do with that pick. 14 to 1 on Bet Online. All right, let's get to your finishing position picks. So you went with some top fives and some top tens this week. Sure. So starting off with my first guy, my first top five pick, I'm going with Sam Burns. He's making his East Lake debut, um, but I don't think that that matters for a guy like Sam Burns. Firstly, he is so young. I don't think that we put him in the same category as we do, like Colin Morikawa, but we should because they they are about the same age. So just seeing that he went from, basically he started the year outside the world's top 150, like that's just gnarly. and to have victories. I just think he did a lot this year. Um, 
so I know that he's arriving uh, like with a little bit of a, a disadvantage, but he finished eighth um, at the BMW championship. So he had a, a top 10 finish last week. And I just think he's playing really well this season. And so I'm giving him a top five. Okay. All right. Yeah. Starts at four under par along with your other top five. <laughs> yep. So like I didn't do this on, uh, on purpose, but um, I'm going for my other top five. I'm going with Abe answer. He also had a top 10 finish last week. He finished T9 at the BMW. So I'm kind of going on that recency of play, like playing well sort of is indicative of, I think, how you wrap up the season. Abe answer for me always flies under the radar and I'm not quite sure why. I, kn I know that he hadn't um, had a win, but he's just always in the mix. And we talk about Tony Finau so much, who also doesn't have like a large repertoire of wins. So I'm not so sure why Abe doesn't get the um, clout and credibility that he deserves. But I think that this is also in Sam Burns fashion. This is kind of like an Abe answer breakout season. Uh, and I see him doing, I see him playing really well. Um, at a course like Eastlake, he, he drives it straight. You have to drive it straight here. He has an all around game. He puts really well. So I like him for top five. Okay. So you like Sam Burns and Abraham answer for top five finishes. They are starting outside of the top five. Yep. Even before round one, you have Cam Smith. Or actually, I'm already confusing myself. I was going to say you have Cam Smith <laughs> winning, which means you have people dropping out from that top four, but that doesn't necessarily make sense because you did it with Cam Smith without the starting strokes. Never mind. Although I will ask you, <laughs> I mean, Cantley, Finau, Bryce, and Rom, who's most likely to fall out of that top four, in your opinion? Finau, Cantley, for sure. Okay. I, like, I would, I would fade them big time this week, both of them. Um, Finau, for me, he won, right? Like he, he got that victory. I, I kind of see him burning out and then can't lay. We talked at length as, as why I don't see him playing well here. So I see both of them falling outside pretty, uh, or fairly quickly. Okay. All right. So I went with some top 10 finishers and then I have some matchup plays. So we'll get into our top tens here. Sunjay M for me plus one sixty five. One of three players to start the playoffs outside the top 30, meaning he's trending, he's moving in the right direction, his finishes have gotten better the last three tournaments. Eric Von Royen and Sergio Garcia are the other two, by the way, to start outside the top 30 and make it to East Lake. So I like Sunjake to make a surge here, and he's in a position where, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility to finish inside the top 10. Where is he right now? I'm trying to find him. Um, at three under par. Okay. I mean, that's really not that distant. He's the 12th seed as we stand. So I like that, uh, for a top 10 finish plus 165. And then Abraham answer Bridget, I'm with you top 10 for me though, plus 110. I think the course suits with suits him very well. He's an elite driver. So accurate, consistent T nine at caves Valley where he led the field in proximity and was third in total distance of putts hold. So the putter was working. He was hitting a ton of greens close to the hole. I like Abraham answer for a top 10. And even after the win in Memphis, he didn't slow down. Kind of like John Rahm with his win at the U.S. Open. So Abraham answer top 10 for me. Sure. Why not? Yeah, he is so consistent uh, in the same way that Rahm is. So I love that. I love that play. I really like Abe answer. So I'm all in on that, obviously, because I picked him for a top five. <laughs> 
So you have a couple of top tens yourself. One coming from all the way back at even more. <laughs> yeah, and he is gritty. He he's like grit incarnate. Uh, it's Daniel Berger. He had two bogeys last week, two, and they were in the same round. Two bogeys, like That's wild. It's wild. I and I know it was a birdie fest last week, but it's all about managing mistakes. And he managed mistakes really well. He finished T26, but to me, that number isn't really indicative. He was three strokes off off the lead. So like honestly, it was stacked last week. Right. Um he's starting, he's starting at even. Yeah, he's starting at even. I don't know. I I got nothing to say other than I have a, a lot of supreme confidence in Daniel Berger uh, at Eastlake. I think that it suits his eye really well. And and I'm not even going to go into his past history here. I mean, he's played okay. It's not like he's lights out. I just think that this season, he's coming into the tour championship with a lot of confidence. I think that that's integral for Daniel Berger. I tend to pick players who are those confident build off of confidence type of feels players those are the the ones that I kind of caught into and Daniel Berger for me is is literally just that he comes from a sports family like sports are ingrained in him he's super competitive those are the type of people who kind of thrive well um in in that sort of system of play so Daniel Berger coming from even <laughs> he's starting like a normal tournament nothing is different for Daniel Berger this week it's just like any other week so like I don't Groundhog know. He, Day. yeah 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 he's in his comfort zone it's like a normal tournament he's starting at even that's where he always starts like give me a top 10 for for Daniel Berger for what do they call him Boog which Burgermeister sure. who knows <laughs> yeah well sure let's give a DB a top 10 my other guy going with purely off of what I saw at BMW which was putts going in the hole and from all various ranges it's dustin johnson hmm. i think that when his putter is on he is as dangerous as bryson is year-round like bryson to me is kind of and this is ironic or or not or maybe it's actually not ironic he's a robot right now on tour i think that any tour professional if you had an honest conversation with them they would agree the the only detriment of Bryson's game is because he has so much speed it's hard to drive it so straight and consistently right but like if the guy is driving it straight he is he has every advantage really so Dustin for me is similar to that where if he's putting lights out and his short game is lights out he is dangerous and I liked what I saw with the putter last week it wasn't like I was all eyes on Dustin all week but when the telecast, you know, clipped to, to Dustin and I saw a long putt go in the hole. That's that's all I need to back him. So he's my other top 10 for this week. Fantastic resume at Eastlake as well. So he will be in his comfort zone this week. Minus 140, Dustin Johnson is for a top 10. Daniel Berger is plus 350. So yeah, I balance out there. there. Yeah. 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 Those two balance out. I got to go with Dustin. He finished T6 last week. Like, He's a lock for me. I remember the oh, a couple weeks ago, I picked him for a top 20 and we were joking about it and then he missed the cut. So I'm like, <laughs> you know what? What a, Give him a top 10. Let's see if it, like, I hope he plays well. I hope I'm not jinxing him again. But we were saying like, oh, this is a lock. There's no way he's not going to get top 20. And they didn't even make the cut. So these odds, they're ever changing. I'm sticking with my gut. All right, so there you go. Dustin Johnson starting at three under par. DB at even. I went with the matchup route. 
And I wanted to highlight a couple of players by doing this. So Eric Van Royen over Billy Horschel, EVR minus 133. So you're not getting the plus money there, which is what I usually like to do with matchups. But Billy Horschel really doesn't inspire me too much this week. Van Royen really does. He's been elite T to green. He actually led the field at the BMW championship last week in strokes gained T to green. He's not going to win the event, but I would certainly use EVR with these matchups and these three balls this week just because of his wild momentum. And I mentioned it earlier, one of just three players to get inside the top 30 from the outside. And so that just goes to show how well EVR is playing right now. So I like that matchup play. You mentioned Dustin Johnson, Bridget. I'm actually going to take Rory McIlroy to beat him plus 105 i wanted to sneak in rory because obviously his resume at east lake is stellar two wins here he's starting at two under par dj at three so i'm not too concerned about where they are here in the seating and back is somebody who i think has a lot of outright value in terms of non-starting strokes this week he's just playing so well strokes gained off the tee is off the charts the iron game is there he can get hot with the putter if he wants to so I will take Rory over Dustin. And then how about this matchup here, Bridget? Tony Finau over Patrick Cantlay. Finau is laying plus 193, which means Cantlay is the heavy favorite in this matchup. And honestly, that's a misprice if we go off of what we've been saying about Patrick Cantlay falling back a little bit. Only four red numbers in 12 rounds at East Lake for Cantlay with an average of 70.83. So that is over par technically. So I will take Tony Finau. And oh, by the way, Cantley played six extra holes last week. That's something to monitor in a no-cut event here this week where stamina will matter. Pressure is going to be mounting on Cantley. He's going to be the headline guy this week, obviously, as the number one seed. So Tony Finau at plus 193. I'm going to go with that matchup. So I took the easier route, Bridget, because obviously finishing position is harder to predict, whereas with matchups, it's a 50-50 proposition. Yeah, but isn't that how we do things, Cam? I make everything more <laughs> difficult for myself. I As really you challenge do... yourself. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I love it. I love a challenge. I love the EVR pick. So I mentioned that Daniel Berger had two bogeys last week. How many bogeys did Eric Von Royen have? Let me see. None. He had one. Ah. So I love bogey avoidance. It's literally my favorite stat. I like thrive <laughs> off of it because I think it's so difficult to like, let me just shout out JT Poston who won the Wyndham having made zero bogeys that week. Like it's just a crazy stat. It's so hard to do. It's, it's my favorite thing to look at bogey avoidance. I think that that's just indicative of even if you get in a bad position and you could still save par that builds more momentum to me than sometimes a birdie. Hmm. So I love putting Eric Van Royen anywhere this week. I think that's a great choice. And then I agree with you. I think Rory is playing really well and he's, he's a feels guy. He's one of my guys. So when his confidence is high, it, this is like the chicken before the egg debate for Rory. If confidence is high play is good. I don't think that like his play being good is indicative of gaining confidence, which again, if you think about that, maybe that doesn't really make sense, 
the point is that if he's going into a tournament with confidence from like found something at home or not at home, you know, practicing, um, mm -hmm. discovered something, feels good about something, going into a tournament with confidence like that to me is indicative of good play for Rory. So he's a total feels player and I think his feels are, are up. Um, I like Rory and Dustin being heavily integrated into the mix this week. I think that that's typically a cop-out because those are huge names, but as of late, they haven't been really playing lights out. So I think that Eastlake is kind of their time where we're going to be hearing Rory and Dustin a lot, kind of like we did last week at BMW. To wrap things up here, let's sort of just throw out some names whom we're fading this week, Bridget. I'll throw some names out there right now. And a couple of them are because of injury concerns. Colin Morikawa, something is going on with him in that back because if you look at the data recently, his irons have just not been there and that is his calling card. So I think there's something more going on with him in terms of the injury aspects. I think he might just go through the motions a little bit this week, protect the back, try to make as much money as he can. But I am off Morikawa in terms of any bets whatsoever this week. Louis Ustazen, same thing. He's got a neck issue going on. You never really know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he can be a WD risk in theory sometimes. So I'm off Louis Ustazen this week. And then sort of going down the seating here, if there's anybody that's jumping out to me, I thought I had one more. But how probably, do you feel about Brooks Kepka this week? I actually like him. I think okay. he can make a charge, especially because his tee to green game has been there. It's just the putter that's letting him down. And yep. if that can come back to baseline, maybe this week, I do like Brooks Kepka. you know, Stuart Sink, Kevin, Nah, these guys are guys obviously who have had success on the PJ tour, but really it's because of their wins earlier in the year. And right. so there's really not much momentum with them either, but yeah, so I'm off those guys. I'm definitely on the Brooks Kepka train. So I agree with you yeah. and I'm on the Victor Hovland train. So I, I don't know. I could see that those two guys also being in the mix. I agree with you. I'm, I'm totally going to fade Louis Ustazen. I also think that he's just had a really strenuous year. So yeah. uh, injury, which I agree with you. I do think there's something going on, obviously, um, but injury aside. And then I'm also fading Xander a little bit. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't see him playing really well this week. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of Billy Horschel's in that same mix for me. I, I really don't see, even though he has had success here, I don't, I don't see anything really coming to be from him. Yeah. Xander, since that gold medal has been sort of a shoulder shrug on the PGA yep. tour and that's understandable. I mean, he just came off a big time once in a lifetime experience, obviously out there in Japan for the Olympics. So all right, here we go. Tour championship this week, Bridget. And our money tally will finally be completed after next week. So I guess we have the same outright pick. So I suppose things won't change for <laughs> us. So congratulations, you won $2.3 million lead. I'm not going to change my pick just for the sake of catching up to you because you had the better year. Uh, the COVID year. I had a $2.9 million victory. So yours is going to be 2.3 or something like that. And, um, you know, now we're one for one, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I love it. One for one. That's the way to be. You know, exactly. you could have a good year, all of a good year. If you listen to the pod and you go with one of us, you're probably going to have a good year every year. So that's so I true. Think it's <laughs> it's a good balance there you go all right well thank you to our new sponsor play action pools check them out and of course bet online as always 
We're wrapping up the PGA Tour season, folks. The Tour Championship this week, and then we will get after it for the new season right here on Golf Bets on Us. For Bridget Whalen, I am Cam Rogers. We'll talk to you next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.